Hello, and thank you for being a listener to General Order 4. On today's episode, we're going to be doing part three of an interview we started a few weeks back. If you have not yet listened to part one and part two, I recommend you go back and listen to those before continuing with this episode. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy. Listening to this episode of General Order 4. On today's episode, we're going to finish the interview we started. Did you guys have any other questions? Somewhat on that same line, just to dive in a little deeper. Um, through discipleship and after being discipled, um, not necessarily how you viewed church, but how much did your experience as far as receiving preaching? and understanding what your pastor was saying change. And also on top of that, how did your personal devotional time at your house, so your personal time in the Bible change after or during being discipled? You're asking essentially how their their method of understanding scripture changed because they were discipled. Um, just, just understanding things, you know, that, that pastor's preaching on or talking about, it's, it's, I have a notebook in front of me constantly, and I think I write down way too much maybe sometimes, but it's like I don't want to miss anything, and and I recognize a lot of things that I've been taught in discipleship, and, and it's like God brings that up again just to refresh my memory. Um, it's just so much more. It's I'm always learning something. It's like he has something new for me, even if it's something that I've already um been taught that verse maybe um there's something god has that i haven't gotten yet and in my devotions at home i i told danielle when we first the first day that we started discipleship um i was reading from a new king james version and the very first verse we went to i read it and she said okay now listen to me listen to what mine says and it's like oh my gosh that is not the same and I immediately went back and got it my husband's you know another bible the king james version and read that and it's like I told her I said I have not been able to sit down I have asked multiple people how do I get through the bible I've never read all the way through the bible I've read a lot of the new testament but I just can't get through the old testament and she just you know she just told me you just start where you're at and continue you know a little bit every day and I don't think that's been seven, eight years ago. <laughs> and I don't think I've missed two days because I know how important that is. I mean, it's like God just showed me, if you don't start your day with me, it's not going to go well because you don't have any instruction. You don't, you know, I'm not there to help you. I'm not there to give you that strength that you need. 
So, you know, it's just, it's totally changed. Those answers that I wanted came just in one day, you know, that very first day of discipleship, he answered those questions I'd been asking for years. Uh, I have a, a short uh, thing to say here. I uh, become more confident in my church and in my church family. Uh, we are all studying the, the same Bible. We are all studying you know, the King James Version, and we are all on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're following the Scripture word by word through the through the Bible through His teachings. So it makes me feel comfortable and confident in the people around me that we are thinking the same thoughts. We are following the same Lord, mm-hmm. that, that we are together as a family. It gives us uh, so much more uh, authority in, in God's house to know that we are doing the right thing, that we are studying the true word of God. And not what somebody is saying, but what has been written and given to us. Right. You're not. You're not expected to take what you've been. You're being taught at face value. You're expected to look at scripture and find it for yourself. Absolutely. Everything. Any questions? Uh, we are referred to the scripture, and it clearly states the meaning. And and to me, that's what it's all about. It's, we're not deviating from God's word. Sure. And, and, and Paul instructs us to be united as a church in the New Testament, but he says to do that and when he says, follow me as I follow Christ, right? And so the objective was never Paul or any church leadership. It was always follow Christ. And if the whole church follows Christ, obviously Christ is going in the right direction. So the whole church goes in the right direction, right? And so it's good to hear that from multiple sources, you know? Absolutely. It, it, it gives us a unity. Uh, for a lack of a better word, that, that we are together. We are pulling and striving for the same goals to, uh, to bring people to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, unity gives us power. It also helps us keep those away that uh, filter in and try to do us harm. This is Craig again. Uh, it might seem like a trivial thing, but something that... Uh, God's really developed to me personally, just through discipleship and, and uh, here at the churches. Uh, I come from a, a very, I was surrounded by entertainment all the time growing up as a kid. And so really just being able to pay attention. I know that sounds like a really basic, no doubt thing, but I mean, when I come to church, discipleship is helping. It's given me an understanding. We speak the same language, sort of like what Joe was talking about. We can, when pastor uses a word from the pulpit, we all know what he's talking about. It's not, you know, this, right. um, you know, we each have a different definition. We're, we're on the same page when we've all been discipled the way that Christ desired it. So just being able to track with the message, uh, not just take from it, you know, one intellectual point that we can go, you know, share with somebody that, oh, this is cool. I mean, it's a genuine, how this is, uh, how God is working in my life and being able to focus and allow that to change me when I walk outside of these doors each week. I can't tell you the number of times that I'm praying about something and and God from uh, the pulpit ministry, from the preaching of God's word, he answers prayer directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, son, this is what I've been trying to communicate with you. Sometimes he answers that in my daily devotions, but a lot of times it's from the pulpit, from God's messenger. So um, 
So it keeps you on track. Sure. That sure. No, that's great. And then I think I was listening to another podcast earlier today, and uh, well, it wasn't a Christian podcast by any means, but the, 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 the guy that was speaking on political things was saying that he has a feeling there's going to be a great deal of an increase in people who are prescribed medication for ADHD now because all these kids have been stuck at home, you know, and not able to go anywhere. And when they do get out, they're not going to be able to pay attention anymore in school. And to, to what you're saying, we, we, you and I grew up in the same era. And uh, it, it is, it's true, you know, the, the tension span is low. And so even something as simple as meeting on a regular time every week with the same person, that is stability that people need, you know, um, even just from an earthly standpoint, but definitely from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, that is exactly true with uh, having that schedule that helped me a lot because I was still in college when I started to get disciple. Then eventually I started running my own business and uh, Brian was sort of talking about that, getting your own schedule down and you know you don't have somebody over you telling you what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a big transition, but uh, discipleship has helped with that too. And I uh, was even preaching just the other night on, we're always busy in the ministry. It's always what's next. It's not about, it's not like there's a lack of things to do in the ministry. Sure. There's always something to do. So it's really helping to stay, stay focused. Great. My name is Megan. Um, I actually have been involved in many kinds of discipleship or mentorship um, since I've been to the U.S. I've been here, this is my 10th year, and I was uh, going to a local cult, uh, university. So when I was in the university, I got involved in a Pentecostal church. So I had a mentor there, and we were going through some kind of mentorship. And I can give you a really good example is that I remember one time we, me and her had a lunch together. And she just told me, you know, I had a dream last night. In my dream that I just, the Lord, quote unquote, gave me a picture that you are trapped in a cage. And that made me really confused. My, well, I've been feeling pretty good lately. Um, now looking back, well, the case was probably talking about that church. But, uh, um, but, you know, I was even involved, and she referred me to be involved in that um, they have a program. After you attend the program, you will become the pastor. You go through an exam, and then you get a certificate, and then you are the pastor. Hmm. And I remember I was the only one who failed the program. Now looking back, the Lord <laughs> truly protected me. But I, well, it's not surprising, but I just failed it. Um, <laughs> so that's, you know, even when I came to um, Calvary, I started coming to Calvary since the second half of 2014. So this is probably my sixth year. I've been to discipleship twice. The first time I went through it, it was the old discipleship material. Mm -hmm. It was the 16 booklets. I met with someone once a week, and every time, you know, we spend 45 minutes to one hour to go through the book. And there's the little homework in the back. You do the homework, you memorize the verse, done. So to me, I thought it was just done. You know, when I was doing that discipleship, I thought, okay, great. 
Now I gained a little bit, little bit more head knowledge, but it was the very dry head knowledge that went through my head, some of it, but never went through my heart. Mm -hmm. um, so the second time I went through, I'm going through it right now, but I can give you an example. I've been going through it the second time. Me and my disciple, uh, we worked on book one for three or four weeks. The first two times we met, we didn't even open up anything. We just talked. It's the relational part mm -hmm. that really touched my heart, that really changed me. And it went, really went through my heart instead of my head, because I have the head knowledge now. Um, and you know, we just spent weeks talking about struggles of life. And I thought that was great. That's exactly what I needed. And that had really changed my personal devotion with the Lord. I grew up in the way that I was never super relational with my parents. We are very just factual people, family. That's how I grew up. So even that's the way I handle my um, family and pass it down to my kids. But I have been learning just to be really relational and invest in my family, especially. And my relationship with, my fellowship with the Lord has just changed from the foundation. That I really feel like, oh, okay, you want me to read Bible, I get it. I read it, but I actually feel, not feel like, but I know you really care for me. Sure. And the in your relationship with the Lord is no longer mechanical. Yeah. Because your relationship with that discipler, that person helped you understand that it is a relationship with the Lord. It's not a list of things to do and don't right. do. Yeah. And I, I, because of my spiritual background, I, you know, a lot of times I question myself because I went through a very hard time when I first came to Calvary. I had a big battle with the Lord in the that, you know, what I learned from the Pentecostal church, that's where I was got saved, it was very different. I had to unlearn a lot of the things that mm -hmm. I learned in the previous years. And that was so hard. And I had this big battle with the Lord. So sometimes I struggle. What I learned from Calvary, I wonder, like, well, wonder if in five years you're going to ask me to unlearn this and to move on to the next part of life. Um, but now I know this is the truth, that I feel safe in learning this, that I don't have to give up. And then let me let's just ask, it may seem like a basic question, but why do you know that what you're learning now is the truth? What's the difference? Course, it's because it's coming from scripture. Yes, and where I was involved before, to be very honest, God's word was very rarely in it. It was very emotional. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, I have this dream. I see a vision. Great. But it's, there's no nothing back, back it up. No. And, you know, because it's a dream and you can't prove it. The next time, it, if it happens, great. If it never happened, like, oh, it's just a dream. Sure. Sure. I'm usually saving people in my dreams, so I'd be an egomaniac if I believed all of my dreams. But. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hello. My name is Kathy. And, um, I was raised Catholic, and I went to a all-Catholic 
grade school from one through eight, and I went to an all-girls Catholic college for a couple of years, and I never questioned anything I had ever been taught or read, and I attended not a Catholic church in Florida for a couple of years, and I attended a Baptist church in Bedford for about 10 years or so, and I really never questioned anything much. I just felt like I knew what I needed to know. I believed in God and um, never questioned the Bible I used or anything like that. And then I came here. And I first came here probably about six years ago, seven years ago. And I knew the minute I heard Pastor give the sermon that what came out of his mouth was the true word of God because he spoke nothing unless it came from the Bible. And he could always show you where it was in the Bible. Sure. And then I was discipled. And that blew me away because there were so many things that were different did what I thought I had what I had believed my whole life, and um, one of them was eternal salvation, mm-hmm. um, and I do believe that now. But I mean, it still just seems unbelievable. But I do believe it, and uh, baptism was another thing that was different. But when we started attending a small group from here at church with one of the families hosting it. We were very fortunate that they gave my husband and I a King James Bible. Mm-hmm. I swore I would never use a King James Bible <laughs> because it did not make sense. And it, it just, I didn't want to read it. Mm-hmm. But that's all I've used since that time. And that's probably been maybe four years ago or so. And today I wouldn't even use any other Bible but King James. And I know that what I hear here at church is the true Word of God. And my discipleship just changed my whole outlook on God, on the church, on just everything. It just... I just can't even describe it. I mean, I just feel, I feel at home here, and I feel like I have so much better relationship with God than I ever had in all my other years um, at the Catholic Church or whatever Mm -hmm. other church I attended. And it's just a wonderful feeling. And the discipleship, I think, God must have thought I was ready to hear this and it like I said it took a while for it to sink in uh, because some of it was just unbelievable but I know now that that's that's God that's sure his word and to his original question, he, he, he was asking about how your view of church and how church is supposed to operate um, has changed 
And growing up Catholic, obviously the difference between a Catholic and a Baptist church is astronomical. So how has your view of church as a whole changed? Well, I don't know if this is the right way for me to feel, but I don't want to say I feel like I've wasted all of my other years in church. I know I haven't mm -hmm. because I was still learning about God. But being here in the discipleship and hearing the, the Word of God from the King James, it's just... It's really kind of sad because when I see these, think of these other people, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, some of them think they're truly saved and have thought that their whole life and they're really not. Sure. I mean, I thought I was saved my whole life and I wasn't. I am now. Uh, my husband and I got saved five years ago and I truly feel saved and I feel like I'm where I belong. And Great. I just, I have some sisters that I've tried to explain and we were all raised Catholic mm -hmm. but none of us attended the Catholic Church for a number of years and, but there's even some things that my, my three sisters believe that I do now but there's still some things they believe and I try to show them. I, I can always like they said before, if I don't know where it is in the Bible, I know Pastor or Miss Danielle or someone can show me where it is in mm -hmm. the Bible. And if it's in that Bible, that's all I need to know. And I've been able to show some of that to my sisters. And some of it, you know, it's really been a blessing to them like it was to me. Some things they still question, like I did too. But, you know, they're getting there. Mm -hmm. But... I just, I just feel like now I'm the person God has always wanted me to be. Great, so, great, and we're continuing to become them more that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. I had a question about how did has discipleship increased your faith? But it's very obvious through the testimonies that what you have seen is your faith broadened and deepened in not just the Word of God, but God Himself in your relationship. That's wonderful. Yeah, and that that's true. It has come out multiple times now, and um, I know just from what I've picked up from several of you, is that aspect of the community of the church is just that. Um, it is an actual community. It's not a group of people who go get breakfast every once in a while, or sit and listen to a sermon on a regular basis. It's actually people who are connected with one another because they all have the same desires and goals because those goals come from the Lord. And just hearing multiple different people say in different ways from different backgrounds the same thing has been pretty cool. I do have a question. <clears throat> if there was something you wanted to say about what God has done in your life through discipleship, and we haven't asked the question, is there anything else that you would like to give a testimony of what God has done through your life? And again, when we say discipleship, we're talking about spending time in God's Word and allowing God's Word to be invested in our heart. That's what discipleship is all about. So it's about the edifying. And so we're not really trying to elevate the word discipleship, mm -hmm. although we use the word a lot in, mm -hmm. in our podcast tonight. But we're really elevating the fact that God is using His Word. And so 
through that vehicle or that method of discipleship of one-on-one -on -one and then in a small group. If, is there anything that you would like to give a testimony of what God has done in your life that maybe we haven't asked already this evening or maybe haven't really covered, but you would like to share with our audience? I know everybody's tired of hearing from me, but um, he showed me how to live my life. He's I'm living it for him now instead of me. And before, you know, I, I wanted to do what he wanted me to do. I wanted to do, um, you know, different things that I'd learned, but there really wasn't a lot. But now I have that part where I can recognize the Holy Spirit and recognize Satan recognize who's who's the one speaking, knowing that I can go to God's word and differentiate the two, know what he wants me to do because I'm I'm learning a lot more God's word and it's in my heart. It's not just a little here and there. It's 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 in my heart, even when I don't realize it's there. You know, he lets me know that it's there when I'm speaking to somebody or something. But he's it's the discipleship and the things i've learned how to study god's word and and just i've been through foundations too four times <laughs> and essential ministry tools four times and i'll continue on doing that because you know the more that you learn the more that we learn and the more god teaches you the more you teach us and and everyone sharing the things that God's teaching them. It's just, it's just, he shows us each day more and more things that we need to change in our lives and knowing that it's us we need to worry about letting him change, not working on everybody else, but to focus on what he wants us to change in our lives so that we can be a witness to others. I'm not a member here, but um, going through a lot of the same materials and different, and, and with the, the same person. Um, but I know for me, one thing that, that spending the time to just do this has done for me is that it has armed me. Um, I'm a two-time Bible college graduate, and you would think that that would make me armed. Um, and I think it helped. It certainly did. And I learned a lot of baseline things from that, for sure. Um, but I have, a, and several people have said throughout the night that they have a confidence. And I know for myself that I have a significantly greater confidence and eagerness to speak to other people truth. Because I know that what I'm saying, first of all, is true because it's not my words, it's the Lord's word, but that I have backup to prove what I'm saying is true. And not in an arrogant kind of way, but that if they have a follow-up question, I can say, well, let's look at it together, you know? And, and, I, and I have the arms that I need in order to do that. And so it has, for me, it's given me a significant amount of, of confidence, not in myself, but in that what I am teaching is God's word to somebody. Anybody else? All right, guys. Well, this has been awesome. 
And um, I don't know I, 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 if the other three guys up here feel the same way that I do. I'm sure they do. But um, it has been enormously helpful for me, if for no other reason than to see how God has increased the faith of ordinary, don't take offense to that word, but ordinary church people um, that have now become extraordinary church people because I can tell you from personal experience that again 95% or close to that of church people haven't done anything like what you're talking about Um, and so it's encouraging for me to be able to see not only that it's being done but that it can be done and that it works in people's life so do you guys have anything on that that regard in the way this has helped you? I'll say for myself it's been a huge encouragement not just being able to see the material that most of you have been taught and being able to see a lot of the same scriptures you did going through the same stuff and the strength that's given us in our ministry and our confidence in reaching even a very atheistic society but then being here and having just this discussion today and the amount of courage it gives myself and I'm pretty sure I speak for these four men at the same time that the Word of God not only doesn't return void, but the laymen of the church, or those that aren't necessarily the ministers or those that are full-time ministry in a um, professional sense, have in this church become to a point where they are the ministers of this community. Mm. And that's a very rare thing to see in a church. When I can look into an auditorium and be able to see the people in front of me are the ministers of this area and it's not just a pastor it's the people it's the entire church and it's encouraging because we know that's what the bible shows and we know that's what the bible uh pictures but it's very rare for us to see that played out in today so i commend you and it's just been a huge encouragement for myself and we thank you for it and just your time tonight as well uh, the one thing i would say i guess on top of that would be it's just been, it's given me more of a desire to go home to our church and to, um, to pour more into our folks and to teach them that they may teach others also, but then also let that filter out into the community. And I'm excited to see how the Lord uses that. All right, great. Well, again, thank you so much um, to all of you who answered, all of you who are here have been so patient. I really appreciate that. And uh, I know that our listeners will really appreciate that. And uh, again, thank you again so much for just spending the time to kind of converse with us. Uh, I think it's probably been, honestly, the only person who's helped by this is me. It was worth it for me. So thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much. And we'll, we'll stop there. Thank you for listening to this episode of General Order 4. On next week's episode, we're going to continue our discussion about discipleship. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us by email at generalorder4 at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R. Or on Twitter at General Order the number 4. Please like, share, and subscribe.